This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Gordon. Larry, how we feeling tonight, Oh, man? outstanding. Outstanding. I haven't felt this good in a long time, Gordon. Really? Well, the yes. Knicks didn't play. North yeah, Carolina got, got a nice easy win. I know yep. you like that. Absolutely. So I'm good. Yeah, all right. Well, look, that's sometimes that's uh, it's about appreciating each day, yes. finding the good in each day. So you got yes. a couple things there. And, Absolutely. Um, it's been a fun day at the tournament. Sometimes it usually takes like a day or two before things, you know, you get that first big upset. Yeah. Not this year. No, nah, they're right away. <laughs> they're dropping like flies. <laughs> this is. And the other, before I get to that, and the other reason I'm in such a good mood is I can't wait for the day four reveal. Oh, the final one, right? Oh, I can't wait. Because people have been upset about some people that have not been in the tournament so far. Really? Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, I know. It's shocking. (laughs) But you can always kind of put them off in that, well, you don't know who's still to come. After tonight, there's nobody new that's going to show up. This is is the group of 64. So uh, I'm sure we'll get some complaints before the night is over. But you know what? If we didn't get any complaints, we didn't do a good job. Right, exactly. You got to have some complaints. It's just like it's just like the basketball version of this. How come they're not in it? How could you? What they had? They beat this person and that person in two years ago, and they should be in the tournament. So you know, we, we expect it. That's we expect that, and so it's okay. So for those reasons, I'm just in a great mood. But Gordon, you know, from your fan duel days and me from my typical days, these are what makes uh, shekels very dangerous. <laughs> this days like today when. Teams who are supposed to win and should win don't. Like Kentucky. Yeah. Who knew? Who the, the hats off to St. Peter's, hats off to Shaheen Holloway. Great job. Outstanding. Who knew that they would roll and upset Kentucky the way they did? I mean, it just, it just but you know what, Gordon? Before I get your thoughts, last night kind of set the tempo for this for this tournament, right? The, the double overtime Rutgers loss mm-hmm. kind of set things into what we were going to expect today when you think about it. Yeah, and, and Kentucky had won 30 consecutive tournament games against double-digit seeds. And in this one, in the overtime, you know, it's always back and forth when it goes mm-hmm. to overtime, but in the overtime, had a six-point lead at one point. Yeah. And you figure, all right, well, you know what, look, St. Peter's has done a great job, but the – the uh, the overall skill now is going to take over. Not the case. Back comes St. Peter's. What a great win that is for that program. Absolutely. For Shaheen Holloway, fantastic. That's one of those ones that if you go to St. Peter's, you'll always know when you took down Kentucky, the mm-hmm. number two seed. And in terms of you, you mentioned betting, I saw a stat, the third most money of any team in the tournament, I think it's Gonzaga and Arizona, the only teams that have more money riding on them to win it all than Kentucky, and they're gone before the first day is up. This is, listen, for us at ESPN, we're holding on to our money for the Ben's Tournament Challenge because <laughs> I don't know how anybody's bracket is, is, is even close. Well, after, generally, after one day. Yeah, I mean, generally when you get into, like, if you have Kentucky going deep, yeah, you're in trouble, but you're done. I, I would think that most people have Kentucky going deep. So it's all about how deep you do. You have them going to the Final Four. If you ha- mm-hmm. only have them going to the like the the Sweet Sixteen, you're okay. maybe in in not as bad a shape as you think. But uh, you yeah. know, earlier today with Iowa getting knocked out, UConn yeah. goes down. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the craziness is uh, is tipping off. And, you know, for a while there, it looked like Gonzaga was in trouble. I know. It's true. But it was just that I can't even remember the other team they were playing now, but the team that they were playing, they just ran out of guys. They brought, they brought in some Georgia freshmen. Uh, yeah, they, they brought in some freshmen uh, that had played very, very little minutes, but they just needed bodies at that point, and eventually mm-hmm. Gonzaga did uh, – pull away and get the easy win but boy could you imagine first day of the of the tournament and the number one overall seed goes down they pulled it out in the end fairly easily but plenty of upsets and we're not even done with the first day and this is coaches love this okay that folks are still in the tournament Uh uh-huh see what happened to them they overlooked their opponent they thought they thought they could roll in there you gotta be ready this is coaches not the ones who are home obviously but coaches who are still in the tournament okay uh, what you know what St. Peter's can do with Kentucky? I'm sure they'll have the, their next opponent will have no trouble getting up for them because they yeah. know what's going to happen if right. they don't bring their A game. The other thing that was interesting, Gordon, was, and I know from a seeding standpoint it was an upset, but really Michigan beating Colorado State, and I know Michigan had the record issue and you know the coaching thing and all Go the on, all the right. you know all the things they had going down the stretch. But that's not really an upset. No, I, I didn't look at that as an upset. Than, you know, no, I, I mean, mean you you have to be only. at this point. You really have to be like a top four seed to me to get an upset. Mm-hmm. You know, with parity being what it is, it's you know eight nine is no no upset. Seven ten is no upset. And now, I think that this is the second year in a row a number two seed got knocked off in the yeah. opening round. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's becoming more and more common. I mean, there was a time where. You could always give out the stat. No number one seed has ever lost in the opening round. It's never happened. Questions of it would ever happen. Then, of course, a couple of years ago with Virginia getting knocked off. And it just feels like it's just kind of more and more parity. And, and look, here's the thing, and it, it's, it's, it's probably not going to be popular to say this. The tournament is really not a great format to find out who the best team is. You're right. It's a great format to have the most exciting championship because it's the one and done. And if you have one bad night, even if you're the more talented team, seven out of ten times, four mm-hmm. out of seven, one team might win. But that one game, man, that, that makes it all – That was, I think that's the, the whole allure of the tournament. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So right now you mentioned UNC. Uh, they will face Baylor on uh, um, on uh, Saturday. Yep. And so you know they could be gone. <laughs> they, they've had uh, a roller coaster year. Yeah, they I could mean be they gone. have. <laughs> I mean they were impressive tonight though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. They were. They've been. They've been. And and let me preface this by saying I am not a member of the UNC broadcasting team, so I've not seen all the games. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've parachuted in on maybe two or three this year, and they've just been. So inconsistent. The one game that, listen, the one game that they won that was most important to me, the last <laughs> game of Krzyzewski. <laughs> I was front and center of that one, Gordon. Larry, I said somebody <laughs> should patent a shirt or a hat or, a, you know, some piece of clothing or something, and that thing would be selling like hotcakes for, oh, for the North man. Carolina fans and just the Duke haters oh. out there. Oh. Uh, I'm sure it's out there oh, somewhere. Oh, oh. Someone has done it already. But, uh, yeah, oh, I mean, I oh, I could happy. you imagine, like, a deep run? It would be hard not to think that that's where it started, getting that win over your yeah. your arch rival, one of the great True. rivalries in all of North American sports, and to go get that win. May, who knows? Maybe that, that makes it click for a team that's been yeah. inconsistent, as you said. 
You never know. You never know. So St. Peter's, of course, like us, watching this next game that's coming up, Murray State and San Francisco, because they will meet the winner there. When we return, Gordon, we'll turn our attention to the National Football League because, boy, I'm telling you, just when you thought that everything was hunky-dory in Green Bay, that, that Aaron Rodgers would be able to have his fabulous receiver ready to go, his fabulous receiver is really going. West, we'll explain next. <laughs> You know, you know how I, re- I thought about you this afternoon watching the K show. Uh-huh. And you know, Don LaGreca had his big reveal today. Yes. Okay. He and looks fantastic. He does. He really does. And Peter's like, the, 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 he did the reveal like 15 minutes. And Peter's like, can you give me some idea what he looks like? I haven't seen it yet. I said, <laughs> you can draw the- a police sketch in the amount of time it takes. <laughs> he's like, he's got Gordon Damer TV. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the case. You know, look, there's some pet benefits with DirecTV. Like, they have one channel dedicated to college hoops right now, so I can watch all four games oh, at the same nice. time. Yes. The problem is it's the early games from this afternoon because it takes so long for it to catch up. <laughs> but they, I, have, I have all four of them right in front of me, Larry. That's good. That's yeah. good. College is in a lot of pains. That's not good. You know, they're going to – but, you know, look, this NCAA, he's gonna, they're going to tape that thing up, and he's going to get back out there Fight if he possibly it, right? can. No question about it. Gordon, what went through your mind when you heard the Packers traded Pro Bowl wide receiver Devontae Adams to the Raiders for two 2022 draft picks, including Vegas's first rounder, which is 22 overall? I, I had to make sure it was not that Adarn Schefter. You know, like sometimes yeah. people will make those burner accounts and they seem very convincing when you see them. And then you click on it and the guy's got eight followers. You're like, oh, okay. Oh, it's an R. It's not. I got it. I, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was. I thought April Fool's was early. To get yeah. the, the best receiver, and, and, and it's not really even about the Raiders part of this or Devontae Adams part of this as much as it is, what do you think Aaron Rodgers is saying right now? After all the drama, is he staying? Is he going? He comes out, I'm staying put, new contract, all this stuff. And then before basically the ink is even dry – one of the, 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 the best weapons in the sport, clearly his security blanket as a quarterback, is not going to be on the team anymore. I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely stunned. And here's what got me. I had to go back and look at my notes. I'm like, didn't they use the franchise tag on him? Yeah. Like, well, if, you, if you used the franchise tag with him, why would you trade him? Clearly, he wanted out. The, the The story that's coming out right now is that the Packers were willing to make him the highest paid receiver in the sport, and that he wanted to. He didn't want to be there. So he didn't want to be with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he, <laughs> I mean, he wants to be with his college quarterback in uh, in Carr. So, wow. yeah, Derek Carr. I mean, that that's surprising to me. I don't. I know which way I would go on that one every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. But I do with the cold weather until I get a ring. Then I'll go and join my college my college teammate. <laughs> yeah, I, it's very very odd. But he wanted. Uh, if the contract is not an issue, and uh, again, that's the Packers saying that. We haven't heard from mm-hmm. Devontae Adams. Maybe he has a, you know, they say about the two sides. Of the, it's like the, the pancake. It's got two sides no matter how you flip it. That's right. Um, I'm sure that he'll have something different to say. But, yeah, I mean, that's absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. And just what we need, another big-time offensive player in the AFC West. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. You're right. It's it's just amazing. I I just thought I'm just shaking my head when I saw this happen. 
Gordon, I think your um, ability to bring people together, you'll be getting a phone call. Oh, okay. Yeah, from the people in Cleveland. Oh, boy. Because now that the Browns met with uh, Deshaun Watson Tuesday in Houston and attempted to convince him to waive his no trade to play for them, and he said, no, sorry. So what do they do? Do they go back with Baker Mayfield, who already told the town of Cleveland goodbye? Do they try to play, let's make a deal and bring a quarterback like a Jimmy G there? I mean, what does Cleveland do now? Well, it's interesting that I saw that that Baker Mayfield has requested a trade, and I, my first thought was, has anyone <laughs> requested Baker Mayfield? Like, is that you know, you have to have two sides to tango. Is there any team? I know the Colts need a quarterback. I know there's some teams out there that still are, are looking to to improve at that position. But is, is there anybody out there? I, I, I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield is terrible, but he wouldn't be my first choice. It wouldn't be my first choice either, and here's the thing, and I know there's extenuating circumstances, Gordon, and he's had a bunch of different coaches in this time there. He's had a bunch of different coordinators in this time there, but here's the thing for me, and he's had injuries. I get it, but I'm a big proponent of quarterbacks controlling what they can control. They can't control who who's on the. They can't control who their wide receivers are. There's a number of things they have no control over. They can't control how good the offensive line is, but they can control a bunch of things: where they throw, how not turning the football over, extending plays, running out of the things they can control. Gordon Baker Mayfield has not done a good job in the things that he could control. And remember, he was an overall number one pick. Now I get that as we go back and look at that draft. The, the quarterback, the, that quarterback group is not going to go down with the 83 quarterback group of Kelly and, and, and um, you know, a, a bunch of the other great Marino in that class. I know right. they're not going to go down there with them. I mean, right now, they would be an awful group if it wasn't for Josh Allen and Buffalo. We wouldn't even be talking about that quarterback class. But the things that he could control as the number one overall pick, he's not done a good job. So, you know, if you're Cleveland, you – do you really want to go back to him? I think you would rather try to get another quarterback in there and just wave goodbye to him. Yeah, I, I mean, it really does speak to just what an absolute crapshoot the NFL draft is because we all talked about all those quarterbacks and everybody had their favorite one. Baker Mayfield was the first guy, the first one of the bunch. Lamar Jackson was the last one, at least mm -hmm. in the first round of that bunch. There's no question that you'd rather have the last guy yeah. than the first guy. The second yep. guy was Sam Darnold. <sighs> the next guy was Josh Allen. I yeah. mean, it's pretty clear there that you'd rather have the, the, the second pick yeah. than, the, than the first pick. And then, of course, Josh Rosen, his career never really got off the ground in any way. So uh, it just shows you what a what – a, just an absolute crapshoot it really is, even for, for professional organizations that are filled with dozens of people to scout these things. They, they know that they're going into the draft. They, they've been watching and waiting and – and, and analyzing all year, and they still can't get it right. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what where the market would be for Baker Mayfield. Now, the Browns have told him that he's not going anywhere, and they'll, <laughs> they'll put it together somehow. But, yeah, it is a missy situation. And, look, I am not – you know me, Larry. I am not a big fan of Tua Tungabailoa, right? right? Never been a fan of his, uh, even though he's the quarterback for my team. You take a look at the situation that he had to deal with this past year. He had a coach that, from all accounts, didn't really believe in him. 
had rumors circulating by the day about Deshaun Watson and his organization, the Dolphins close to, ready to pull the trigger on a deal for Deshaun Watson. Is he going to go there? Is he not going to go there? He had to deal with injuries. He had to deal with a bad offensive line. And while he didn't perform great overall as a quarterback, he did okay, but he didn't perform like the fifth pick in the draft, he handled himself properly. Yes. He never once came out and complained. He never once came out and said, you know, the, this organization is screwing me. He never came out and acted like Baker Mayfield. And, and again, Tua Tungavailoa is no sure thing, but I think that Baker Mayfield could learn a little bit watching how Tua dealt with a far worse situation that he is dealing with right now. And had less weapons. Oh, no question. <laughs> less weapons. I mean, I mean, you know, you look at the riches that Baker Mayfield had. I yep. mean, come on. Yeah. All you had to do was just be competent. Yeah, I, I want a quarterback who's like the adult in the room. That mm -hmm. I, That's like kind of, I, I know it's kind of a little nebulous in how you define that, but it just doesn't feel like Baker's ever the adult in the room. He's always getting caught, you know, it just... Uh, I, I'm not. A, I'm not a real, and I'm not. I don't hate his game per se. I don't. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not as down on him as some are. He, he played through a very painful injury this year and tried to do the best he could. And I'm sure that he feels kind of burned by the organization. But that's football, man. That, yeah. That's the NFL. It's a ruthless business. You're not the first one. You're not the last one that's going to have to deal with that. This is so, the business you have chosen. Absolutely, <laughs> exactly, Larry. <laughs> and that's the way it goes. Get you caught up. Uh, just under seven minutes left in the first half. You got Murray State with a 21-19 lead in their game. Uh, Akron over UCLA, 21-19 as well. A little over three minutes left. Arkansas with a 34-27 lead at the half. And uh, Kansas early in the game with a two-point lead, lead over Texas Southern. Buddha's in the Bronx. He joins us next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, what's going on, my guys? How you doing? Buddha. You know, um... I called about the Devontae Adams thing and then the NCAA tournament, but you brought up something, and I, you know, I just got to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, but just want to be, you know, just honest about the feelings and stuff like that. With the Deshaun Watson stuff, it is bizarre. It is crazy. You know, that all this stuff is going on without anything being settled. But then again, it's not. You got the owner, Snyder, over there in Washington. You know, they're protecting oh, yeah, him. No, you're right. You know, from all kinds of stuff. And then, you know, let's not be naive here. You're talking about teams trading for him and not knowing the situation. Do you think they haven't sat down and had a meeting and said, look, this is what we're going to do? I mean, come on. These dudes are billionaires. They're not just going to throw some money out there for somebody who can't play for 12 games, 16 games, or six games and not know what it is. You know, they didn't told them, guys, whatever it is that he's going to be facing. And, you know, everybody knows, everybody's on board. The, the the team, the agent, everybody, they all know. But he's probably going to go to Georgia because, you know, that's probably the best move for him if you take all things considered. You know, I don't know how great New Orleans is going to be, you know, in a few years. The, the, their defense has a lot of good players, but they're all above 30. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's all I would think with that. Now, this NCAA tournament, um, you know, all I say is this much. The, the upsets are not really that surprising. Uh, college basketball is not what it used to be. Um, you know, one and done, whichever way you want to call it. I mean, guys used to play at least two years. Mm -hmm. you, you can't really build uh, what you call a generational or memorable team now. Right. And, you know, it's 
is giving a chance to the schools that have guys who are not as talented but stay together and care about each other a little bit more. You know, they've been a team for a longer period of time, so these upsets are going to happen. Calipari is going to have these upsets over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, Jawan Howard, for all that happened with him, you know, this year, I'll give that brother credit. Mm-hmm. He went in there at halftime. Uh, he made some kind of adjustment, settled his team down, and they came out there and won that game, man. You know, only thing I'll say with that Michigan game is I just don't understand how Jawan Howard is, you know, same age as Jalen, you know, as, as Rose. You know, his hair is salt and pepper. You know uh-huh. what I mean? He's receding and all that. And Jalen Rose's hair got some hair that he never had in his head before. And everything is black. But anyway. It's, it's, it's very simple, know. Buddha. Jalen's, Jalen Rose is on TV every day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That lace front, that lace front weave is a beast. Uh, but anyway, male weave, anyway. But, um, you know, listen, real quick, with the Devontae Adams thing, it's mm-hmm. not really surprising, you know, on two accounts. On the first account is the amount of money that they gave Aaron Rodgers. They weren't going to be able to give him a long-term contract. Long-term contract. When mm-hmm. he said that he's not playing for a long-term contract, I mean, that place of him being traded to with the work with Derek Carr, they don't already accepted that as a team. Your Green Bay has already accepted that when he stated that earlier. All these things that happened, we've all been privy to the information. So for us to act like we're so surprised when it happened, I, I don't know about that. But I'll just say this much. With Green Bay, you know, um, you've rendered your coach. Basically, he's a prop. You know, mm-hmm. this guy's on the Matt, Pat McAfee day talk. Remember when the Giants ran that uh, quarterback sneak? He's like, yeah. yeah, good luck putting that play in, uh, Matt. So, you know, they've turned the team over to Aaron Rodgers. They've allowed him to, uh, you know, be the most important player. And his play has dictated that he does get some power. But they went from him having no power to him having all the power. So I just want to know, if they couldn't beat the Niners with Devontae Adams <laughs> and, you know, the players that they had, uh, the other guy who turned down the Ravens deal and everything like that, where are they going now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, don't look good. <laughs> it doesn't. Thanks for the call, Buddha. It doesn't. And I'll say this. I, I understand what you're saying, but here's why I'm, here's why I'm surprised. Gordon, is since when does the NFL allow players to dictate what they do? Teams. This is not the sport that that happens. Okay, not yeah, I, I want you. To, I want. I want to be out of here. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You sit until we decide to trade you, or if not, you know what? We'll just cut you and let you go. You know, you made the point last night. Well, the contracts in the National Football League are as weak as any contract you could possibly have. They're not. They're not contracts. They're. they're I don't know what they're you would agreements. Call them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're tentative right, right. agreements. They're suggestions. Yes, <laughs> that's what they are. So yeah. for and to make and what Buddha said is even more important. You lost with him. Okay, what are you doing without him? Are you going now? Are you going? I guess you're going to be heavy into drafting some receivers <laughs> in this in this upcoming. Yeah, draft. wait until you see when how ticked off Rogers will be when they take that first round pick and they take an offensive lineman. <laughs> or or a defensive back, you know? Exactly. He's not exactly. going to be happy about that. Uh, I, I agree with you, and it kind of ties into the, the Deshaun Watson stuff. These teams are so desperate to get these guys that when you get one, you hold on to them forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, my team, it's been 20 years since Dan Marino wow. that was the quarterback. Mm. And in those 20 years, the, the, there's been a lot of names. Yeah. None of them have been, have been any good. Uh, yep. The Jets have been looking for that guy for 50 years. 
That's right. These organizations, the Browns, I don't know when Bernie Kosar retired, but it's been a long time. Even the name Bernie Kosar sounds like a, you know, it's been a long time since that happened. So these these quarterbacks, it's almost like they're now uh, like the NBA star that can kind of dictate because mm-hmm. the, the, the NBA, it's it's so star driven. It's like the quarterbacks now have, have almost reached that level where they get to, yeah. at least Rodgers has, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. And and yet they are the they are the exception to the rule, okay. They are the ones that definitely can control where what they want to do or what, where they do. They are the exceptions in some cases, as you mentioned, the top tier quarterbacks. Not everybody can do that, especially in the National Football League. So that's why I was surprised that they just said, "Okay, uh, you want to go? All right, you know what? Let's, let's let, we'll let you go. It's no problem." I mean, <laughs> Devontae Adams, you just gonna let him go with with yeah. no? I hope you got a pretty good plan Z. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really seem like all that much to get back. I mean, I know it's a no. first-round pick. It's a second-round pick, but that's – I don't know. You know, how are you going to replace him, and who are you going to replace him with? Because it wasn't enough with him, and he's the best guy. Yep. And I got to be honest, I don't really think it makes all that much sense for the Raiders either to bring in a 29-year-old receiver mm-hmm. and pay him more than anybody else. That doesn't seem like a real good process either, but – I don't really have expectations for the Raiders per se, especially not playing in that division. I do still right. kind of have expectations for the Packers. It's it's about them getting back to and winning another Super Bowl before Aaron Rodgers hangs it up. And I think they got further away today than they got closer. No question. And listen, it's not like the Raiders need receivers. I mean, they have a pretty good tight end that that's, oh, that's been their good. number one receiver. Yep, absolutely. You know, that's really helped them out. And their running game is not bad. No. You know? And, and, you know, if anything, they, they need to tighten their defense up a little bit, and maybe they'll address that in the draft. But, you know, I was just, I was just surprised that, you know, it, that they were just so ready to just let him go. You know, it was crazy. It did kind of – that was one that came out of nowhere. Usually you get a little bit of an inkling that, oh, this is not right or that's not right. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a possibility of a trade. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was a shocker for sure. No question about it. And just to round out our NFL stuff, the Rams added Allen Robinson on a $45 million deal. They still hope to re-sign Odell Beckham Jr., but they're not going to have Odell Beckham Jr. till almost the end of the season with his injury. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. So, you know, they needed some receiver help. And, you know, Allen Robinson is he's – a, he's listen, he's another good, he's another good receiver that, that you can have. But the question is, how do they – now, they were pretty good, obviously, before Von Miller – got there mm-hmm. he helped them and then now he's taking his talents to buffalo but it's going to be interesting to see how they make the adjustment because are we sure that uh number 99 is coming back i mean you know he, he was hinting retirement I yeah mean, are we sure I, he's I think, coming back? Uh, well look these days you can't be sure of anything until it's it's actually happening but it seems like that that has that has come and gone and he he will be back with them but it just shows you that when it comes to play, like if, if Allen Robinson ended up with a specific team, I'd be like, ah, oh, that's that's overpaying for him. But the Rams, based on the success that they have, when you see them get it, oh, wow, that's a good move. You know, mm-hmm. it 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 it, uh, it uh, filters your your opinion based on who the team is and and how what their level of uh, our track record of success has been. And the Rams, they're they're doing okay. They do, they're okay. They're, they're all right. Doing good just well. They're all right. March movie mayhem reveal next. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer, I can't wait to see what the fourth region looks like. The first three have been fascinating. 
Yes, and this, of course, the last of the four regions. And last night, just to recap a little bit, I said last night going into it, I thought that last night we were going to start to see some upsets, and we certainly did. The number three seed in that third region, Dottie Hinson, out, gone. Willie Mays Hayes just... Just taking her. He was. He can hit. He can run, and he can uh, get a lot of votes on Twitter polls. <laughs> and maybe my uh, the the one I'm most upset about so far, Clue Haywood from Major League, wow. knocked out by wow. Nuke Lelouch from Bulldog. Not. I'm not happy about it. Not happy about it in any way, shape, or form. But the one seed, Rocky, no problems with Adrian. Happy Gilmore, the booker, the butcher of uh, Bakersfield, Ben Richards from the Running Man. Uh, he didn't have much uh, much luck against Happy Gilmore. There's <laughs> not many places. <laughs> yeah, there's not many places that Adam Sandler would easily overpower Arnold Schwarzenegger. But March Movie Mayhem is one of them. Wow. But it is now time for this fourth region. A lot riding on these last sixteen characters, Larry. So let's mm-hmm. get to it. Okay. The number one seed. In this, it's a name that we've mentioned before. Not typically an actor you would say, he looks like an athlete. But he's done several roles where he's an athlete. And the number one seed in region number four is... What you doing, Bobby? Oh, Lord, that, that, that's him heavy-duty heavy, heavy duty armpit saturation. That's an early warning sign of the dehydration. You got to have H2O, please. Look, you need to stop worrying about water, baby, and start worrying about the game today, okay? Yeah. Now, just do... Whatever you did to Colonel Sanders, <laughs> and you'll be fine. I, I will, thank you. I, 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 just, I, feel, I feel bad about lying to my mama. I, I wonder what, what she's doing right now. Yes, of course, that is Bobby Boucher. <laughs> and he's getting ready to uh, open up a can of uh, whoop-butt, as he says in the movie. Not whoop-butt. doesn't sound right, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on the air. So nah, uh-uh. it's Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Well, when in doubt, leave it out. That's the That's radio right. rule that I follow. Absolutely. Uh, Bobby Boucher, the number one, the water boy, the number one seed in region number four. And he will be going up against the number 16, who is? Thanks, bro. But I'm not going home till I take care of business. District 5 Pee Wee hockey team. I'm Gordon Bombay. I'm the new coach. Yes. Of course, he gave you his his name, Gordon Bombay, the Mighty Ducks. He's the 16th seed. Who, Larry, who says we don't do hockey? Oh, we do. We do we've done hockey every night this week. <laughs> we have. This is the most hockey we've ever done. Absolutely. Is, yeah. Didn't he play on Wall Street, too, Gordon Bombay? The, uh, no, that's Gordon Gecko. I'm sorry. Yes, that's Gordon Gecko. <laughs> I, I have to keep track of my Gordons. There's not many of them in, in uh, popular culture. And Gordon Lightfoot will not be represented later in the field. Oh, man. So there you go. That's uh, the one versus. read my mind, love. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one versus the 16. Moving on. The number two seed in the fourth region. Uh, To me, one of the great sports movies of all time. Mm -hmm. this, This whole tournament has been littered with characters from the same movie. And the number two seed is. The Wild Thing, Ricky Vaughn, Major League, the highest of all the characters in that movie. He's the number two seed. Baseball movie also going up. I, I didn't want to keep that cut playing because there's some language there. Got to be uh, careful. Yeah. Yeah, Got to be careful. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, Ricky Vaughn, the number two seed, he will be going up against another baseball movie. 
Far different tone. Hey, Dad? You want to have a catch? I'd like that. Yes, Ray from Field of Dreams. Mm, Kevin wow. Costner represented heavily yes. in this field. Yes. The 15 seed in this one, though. All right, moving on. We get the number three seed now. To me, I thought going into this, Larry, I have to be honest, I thought maybe this guy might end up being a number one seed. He is mm -hmm. not. But it's one of those ones that you have to have. The number three seed in Region 4 is... What started out as a joke has turned out to be a disaster. Creed appears to be in very serious condition. The men are If he dies, he dies. Yes, Ivan Drago. We were thinking mm -hmm. about banning all the Russians from this competition, Larry, yeah, but we felt yeah. like that wouldn't be right. Even yeah. fictional Russians like Ivan Drago. Oh, right. what evil behind those eyes. Killing, of course, poor Apollo Creed. Mm -hmm. And who knows? Maybe we'll get a rematch. It's the only way we're going to get one. It. Yeah, right. You never know. Yep. The number 14 seed in Region 4, Larry, is... If I win, you play baseball for fairs. And if I win, name it. Yeah, that would be Kelly Leak from the original Bad News Bears. Mm. Who didn't love Kelly Leak? Yeah, what a right. hitter he was. The yep. only good one on the team, really. <laughs> the uh, best of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cashman's working out a deal right now. Him and he Brett Gardner. He's he Gardner's coming back with Kelly Leak under his arm. <laughs> Moving on, the number four seed, another baseball movie. The number four seed is. After Benny pickled the beast, his reputation spread all over town. From then on, he was known as Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Yes, Benny the Jet from, of course, Sandlot. He'll be going up against the number 13. Who is? Who the hell are you? I'm the club pro here, Chubbs Peterson. I'm offering to teach you how to play golf personally for free. No. You have no idea who I am, do you? No, I don't. Back in 1965, Sports Illustrated said I was going to be the next star of Palmer. Yeah, what happened? They wouldn't let me play on the Pro Tour anymore. Damn alligator bit my hand off. Oh, my God! Shoves <laughs> 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 might be missing a hand, but he's got a shot here as he is the number 13 seed in region number four. The number five seed. Another movie that's been referenced a couple, uh, at least once before. Here he is, the number five seed. It's pretty. It's so pretty. We go with Sizzler. We go with Sizzler. Yes, of course. That's Sidney Dean from White Men Can't Jump. He'll be taking on the number 12, another representative for Major League. This thing is littered with Major League. Yeah, it is. The number 12. Watch this. Taylor is pointing to the bleachers. He's calling his shot. Nobody's done this since Babe Ruth in the 32 World Series. All right, so Jake Taylor, bad knees and all. He's still a number 12 seed. The number six. Ooh, two good villains, Larry. Nice. Yes, yes. love a good villain. The oh, number absolutely. six. You must be kicking yourself for not walking out when you could. Be a judgment. But... Don't you worry, son. It will all be over soon. 
Fantastic actor. I'm sorry, that's a terrible accent. John yeah, Malkovich. Is. Yeah, he could do better. Yeah, that, that, I mean, far be it for me to be giving John Malkovich acting advice, but that, it seems like that's a very odd, I, like, I'm sure he shows up on set and the director's like, mm, I don't really think that's working, but he's John Malkovich. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah, we have to keep it. Right, yeah. Teddy KGB, the number six seed. He'll be going up against the number 11. Sweep the lick. You have a problem with that? No sensei. No mercy. Yes, John Kreese from Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. And I think Karate Kid too. I think he's also in the new Yeah. The new one too. Yeah, What's they that called again? Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai, yeah, yes, of yeah, course. How could I forget? Bet, bet, you know, very easily. <laughs> yes, apparently. <laughs> very easily. <laughs> There's a lot of names I gotta remember. A lot of shows, a lot yeah. of no, it's Speak- forgettable. Speaking of Cobra Kai, the number seven seed. Mm-hmm. I figured we'd work things out eventually. But then Daniel LaRusso came to town. Next thing I know, he's hitting on her. I see the two of them flirting with each other. What did you do? Oh, I walked over to have a civil conversation with Allie. What is your problem? Look, why don't you just take your little Cobra Kai's and get out of here? Oh, yeah, right. That's going to solve everything. Yeah, who's the hero? Who's the villain? After yeah, all this really. time, who knows? Yeah. Johnny Lawrence will be going up against the number 10, Larry. I thought I could rely on your honor, Hobbs. You're about to. You're a foolish, foolish man. You've forgotten something. Your past. (laughs) Yes, the judge from the natural. This fourth region, uh, the selection committee left a little too much baseball in this uh, fourth region. Bad job by the selection. I'll talk to them when I get a moment. Absolutely. Uh, And now, all right, so final two spots. The 8-9 of Region 4. Number 8 is... All right, got time for one more. Tim and Kid. My dad said you ruined baseball. You know what? I can already tell that I don't like you. And I'm probably not going to like you, no matter how many pull-ups or push-ups you do. If anybody wants to pick on anybody in class, aim for him, because I ain't watching. All right, Kenny Powers, which will probably be the only cut we have from Kenny Powers. I agree. Yeah, he's, uh, of course, uh, the number eight seed here. And then, of course, we get the number nine. The final seed in the field of 64 is... Time to play a little basketball. These little pipsqueaks just turned into superstars. They're monsters. Suffering suck attack. They're monsters. Bye-bye. Yes, the Monstars, of course, Larry. Who can forget oh. from Space Jam 1? Were they in Space Jam 2 as well? I did not see Space Jam 2. No, I did not. I hear they were, their relatives were in this one. They're, all right, I'm not really yeah, sure. We'll, we'll have to just go by, if you're voting on that one, just go by what you know. Uh, that's yes. all I can give you. Yes, uh, my absolutely. kids are a little old for, for, for Space Jam 2. So, yes. Uh, and it didn't get the best reviews, let's be honest. But there uh, you go. No. Your field of 64 for March Movie Mayhem and voting is now open. At Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Vote, vote, vote. If they don't move on and you didn't vote, the selection committee is just going to sit back and turn a deaf ear to you because you could. It's a, the decision is in your hands. And can I add one more thing, Larry? Yes, please. 
everybody on the station, I think, has some sort of bracket thing. You know, yeah. you have Drop Madness. I think uh, DNR have uh, something going on in the morning. With those, your single vote, it, I mean, like it's like a drop in the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's it's not gonna it's it's gonna make a very small ripple with our show with our Twitter audiences. You have a far greater impact. You could actually swing votes your way if you get your burner accounts going and everything else. You will have a much bigger impact on this show than any other show on this station and maybe the world. So vote early, vote often, please. Absolutely, I. I support that message. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.